0: upside down now take a minute sit right there, right there i'll tell you how i became the prince of the town called right
1: welcome back to podcast <laughs> royal how are you doing rachel so it's everything i could to not laugh on top of uh the duke of
0: sussex rapping something I'm not sure I ever dreamed I would hear, but I'm so glad that there is a space in the world where we can listen to that.
1: I know. I Oh my gosh, I loved that um, that clip and thought it would be so much fun to play for this episode. I love it. How's your week going? Good.
0: So we're recording tonight a night early. We normally record on Tuesday nights, but we're recording on Monday the 1st because I am headed on vacation tomorrow, Tuesday. So when this episode drops on Wednesday, you can
1: find me at the beach, and I am so excited. I know you told me that, and I'm so happy for you. I have been dreaming about my next beach trip, so you'll have to send me some pics. I will. How was your weekend? It was super productive. Um, I have officially kickstarted all my spring cleaning efforts. So March is here. I don't know where all of our listeners are, but in Alabama this weekend, it was like 80 degrees outside. So So beautiful. So I've got a long to-do list I'm trying to run through for March. Um, I have a friend coming to visit at the end of the month. So I'm really excited for spring.
0: Spring is coming and it's March now. So that means in 13 days from today, the first, we will hit the one year mark. Of lockdown, basically. That's right. I don't know how that's possible. So, what gosh, what I would say to myself on March 1st, 2020? <laughs> but hey, not everything was bad in 2020, Podcast Royal started. So, can't say it was all
1: bad. We had enough time to sit and chat and come up with some creative ideas like this podcast. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So, it wasn't all for nothing. So,
0: we are going to hop right into the Royal Rundown today. So as of this recording, March 1st, Prince Philip still remains hospitalized. He's actually been transferred to a top hospital to do testing for a pre-existing heart condition. So he was transported there by ambulance, but that is not altogether uncommon. When they do transfers from hospital to hospital, especially with a patient probably who is as old as he is at 99, that's not that's not really a huge cause for concern. Um, we'll keep you posted via Instagram in the meantime, if anything changes. We saw the queen go back to work today, so she's probably trying to stay busy to not think about this, but um, he's still in the hospital, so this makes, he went, when did he go into the hospital? The 17th, so he's been, or was it the 24th? It was the 17th. I think it was. So he's, yeah, he's been in there for almost two weeks now. And so again, not great, but it doesn't seem
1: as dire as it maybe once was. So any thoughts on this? I was watching updates like everyone else today, Um, you know, just continuing to pray for Prince Philip. And um, it it was great to see her Majesty working today um, so you know. She unveiled a statue of herself didn't she? I know yes if our listeners have not seen our Instagram go check it out we actually I recommend you going to the Royal Family Instagram page because she was chatting on a Zoom call and um, so they had this statue um, unveiled of Queen Elizabeth in South Australia in Adelaide today. And I thought it was so cute hearing her comment on it. She, the statue was so big and and she made the comment, (laughs) wow, it it might be alarming to people looking outside to see this statue. And she kind of got tickled and I just loved it.
0: (laughs) Uh, She's hilarious. Look, I mean, you might not think so at first blush but she has a wicked sense of humor that has been passed on to her children and her grandchildren. So as to Prince Philip, our prayers just continue to be with him and the entire family. It has to be so just nerve wracking to have him in the hospital for so long. But I know I'm confident that he's getting the best care possible. And we just continue to think about him and just hope he is on the mend and will be home soon. So switching gears to the aforementioned wrapping of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air so I don't know how you could have missed this royal fans but if you did please take the time (laughs) to watch Harry's appearance on the Late Late Show with James Corden 17 minutes of can't miss tv the entire interview was a highlight I mean I was laughing so hard so I want to hear what parts you laughed at so I laughed when I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this yet, stop the podcast here and go watch it for 17 minutes and come back to us. But I laughed when they were on the obstacle course and James said that Harry was talking to him like he talked to a dog.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's just so funny. What made you laugh? Oh, my gosh. What didn't? I mean, I'm pretty sure I had a grin on my face the whole time. I, know, and, I know. You know. Our listeners know I've always been a Prince Harry fan, and it's so nice to see him out, you know, having a good time, and California seems to be treating him well. Um, He looked great, and, yeah. um, you know, Harry's always been one of the most relatable royals, and, and he's just kind of like the guy next door, you know, he, he's so laid back and he can have fun in any situation. And I love hearing him do interviews and talk and just seeing him so candidly on the show was great. I mean, I definitely laughed when they were on top of the double-decker bus having tea. That was a really funny moment too. And it was just great to catch him off guard in so many situations. Uh, (laughs) It's just like, you can't
0: not be happy after watching that. Like, it's just not possible. So if I'm probably every time I have a bad day from now, on, I'm going to turn that clip on and just, <laughs> I mean, the two, well, first of all, James Corden is hilarious. Harry has a wonderful sense of humor and it just, he just seemed so relaxed, you know, and it just seemed very authentic and honest, which makes me um, excited yet nervous for the forthcoming Oprah interview, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But I wanted to run down some high points of the James Corden appearance including Harry spilling the tea figuratively and literally all over himself on top of a double decker bus in LA. So at the top of the interview, Harry said that because of COVID, it was really the first time he'd had a chance to see his adopted new home of LA. So James In an effort to make the Duke feel more at home, served him tea and crumpets. And then the bus hits a bump in the road and it's, it spills all over Harry and Harry curses. And I assume he said the F word. I'm not really sure. Maybe the S word. We're only saying that because we don't want to have to put the E for explicit on our podcast. But anyway, it's just so funny. And then, of course, on the tour, the pair stopped off at the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air house and Harry, as we heard, wrapped the show's theme song with a little help from James. So James had brought Harry to the house to try to convince him, kiddingly of course, to buy the mansion, saying it made sense for a prince to live in the fresh prince house. And the the pair even spoke with the current homeowners, which I'm like, did they? They had to have known they were coming because like one does not, especially in COVID, one does not just show up on a doorstep with an ask to use crew. bathroom. Yeah, And ask to go in the house and you know use the bathroom, which was hilarious too. So I'm I'm biased, but one of my favorite parts of the interview was when James Facetimed Megan who uh, laughingly said, I think we've done enough moving. And then we found out that she calls Harry has, which I never knew. So that was cute. And then back aboard the bus, James asked, James, uh, I can't speak, James asked Harry, how and when he knew Megan was the one. I'm a romantic, so I love this stuff. Harry replied, the second date, I was starting to think, wow, this is pretty special. It was just the fact we hit it off with each other and we were just so comfortable in each other's company. We went from zero to 60 in the first two months. So some other tidbits we learned, Harry and presumably Megan has watched The Crown. They also like to watch Jeopardy before bed and maybe some Netflix. Um, well, not maybe some Netflix if they're watching The Crown, definitely some Netflix. So they also, um, Harry mentioned Archie's first very impressive, I might add word was crocodile. <laughs> That's quite advanced. And for Christmas, Archie received none other than a waffle maker from his great grandmother, the queen, look, you can have all the money in the world. And at the end of the day, you just want a waffle maker. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So, um, I thought this was interesting too. Harry clarified that he and Meghan's decision was a step back, never a step down from the royal family. He said the toxic British press was destroying his mental health and that they would continue in a life of public service, bringing compassion, making people happy and changing the world in any small way they can. And then of course, if you've watched it, the clip ended with a special trip to a military style camp. James had arranged. Look, in the scale of fitness, I'm more the James, and you're more the the Harry. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm very much related to uh, James struggling his way through the army-style boot camp. So, any high points for you that we didn't cover? What what made you laugh? What did you enjoy?
1: Well, I really did love hearing him talk about, um, you know, his his grandparents and his grandfather on Zoom, um, you know, and and hopping off so abruptly. Oh, that was um, funny, yeah. It made me feel good to know that it sounds like he's been in contact with with his grandparents and, um, you know, so I I definitely loved that part. Um, Yes. I I thought it was a really fun, it was a really fun interview and- um, And show to watch
0: it was just so candid and just so approachable you know he's just a guy now that lives in la and oh yeah happens to be a prince of the united kingdom and that was a highlight for me too so the queen and the sussexes are clearly getting along they are exchanging christmas gifts like waffle makers um and and on that note kind of switching gears from the james Corden interview for a second I've read in the press this week that apparently Megan and Eugenie are good friends. They've been texting throughout their mutual pregnancies and offering support to one another. And we've known for a long time that Harry and Eugenie are incredibly close cousins. So it's a breath of fresh air for a change to hear that despite the working relationship with the Sussex's working relationship with the family being over, the love remains. So that was a happy bit of news. So, Okay, so the James Corden interview, I watched, I think it it was aired on Thursday night, I watched it on Friday, then yesterday, Sunday, we saw an absolutely explosive trailer of the forthcoming Oprah interview with the Sussexes, so that we can't forget that not only are we going to see the Sussexes on CBS on Sunday night, March 7th, but we're also going to see the working royals on BBC for a Commonwealth Day special that same day. So Oprah's best friend, Gail King calls the Sussex interview the best of her career, which is obviously saying something, she's Oprah. So then the 32nd trailer comes out. And I mean, my gosh, so many bombs dropped. Were you silent or were you silenced? Harry says he doesn't want history to repeat itself, presumably talking about Diana's death. What did you think of the trailer?
1: I always watch these things with a little bit of caution because I feel like they're always designed to make them seem more dramatic than they end up being. So I, I don't know, I'm kind of left hanging. I'm like, is it really going to be, cause it did, it did seem dramatic. Um, so I'm thinking, is it really going to be that much of a bombshell interview or is there a buildup, which of course makes me anticipate watching it even more to, to see how it plays out. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, there are definitely some questions asked and, and, you know, kind of left us hanging, um waiting, waiting to hear more on the 7th.
0: I know, and so, okay, this has to be discussed. So I've heard a lot of people calling for the Sussexes, which I don't think they have the power to do this anymore because it's, you know, CBS's property, to cancel or at least postpone the interview because of Philip's health, especially now that he has been moved to a different hospital, he remains in the hospital. I have, the timing is bad. And I mean, the British press is brutal and I have read ridiculous headlines even saying that Harriet, especially Meghan who they truly despise for whatever reason are being blamed for Philip's health condition which is just ludicrous and not even worth commenting on. But the timing is not great with, first of all with the working Royals on BBC the same day and Philip being hospitalized. Do you have any thoughts about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought about that this week and um, wondered if it was even realistic to can- or to postpone the interview. Uh, but it did cross my mind that there's so much going on um, as far as you know, heavy news and um, Prince William, or, I'm sorry, Prince Philip being in the hospital right now um, you know i would assume as long as he's there getting treatment um and and all reports are good they'll go forward with the interview what are your thoughts
0: i i think so i mean people are calling on the sussexes to postpone but as i just said i don't think that it's in their hand i don't even know if it's in oprah's hands anymore and that's the network decision and, and to be frank from a network perspective why on earth would you postpone it i mean you know, the numbers that they're going to get from viewers tuning in to see this is, I mean, just Oprah alone could draw that crowd, but the three of them will be astronomical. So from a business standpoint, I bet that they've already sold ad space for the special and they're going to go for it, you know, barring, I mean, the only thing I could think of that would stop them would be if Philip passed away over the weekend or something, but even then, I don't know. I mean, I just, from a business perspective, it would make sense to go for it. I mean, I'm not saying that's right, but, um, I think you're
1: in too deep now. I will say, um, you know, the way the trailer went, it, it did leave me a little bit worried or nervous that they may get into, some topics that could be controversial around the family, um, and that made me a little bit nervous. Um, I was kind of hoping they would focus more on, um, you know, their life in California and other ventures that they're taking on, and and parenthood. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they cover there. Um, um, I, I can definitely see where people feel um, a little bit. They they see the conflict in Harry and Meghan saying they want privacy but then doing these big interviews like this I definitely just
0: about to say, literally
1: out of my mouth. Yeah, the only thing that you know I can go back on that and say you know part of me you know, agrees and says, I don't, I don't know, if you really want a life of privacy, why would you do this sort of interview? Um, and the only, I guess, response to that that I might be able to come up with would be, they want the opportunity to tell the story in their words uh, rather okay. than all of the misinformation that's been spread in the media.
0: Which Harry alluded to on the James Corden interview. You know, just that like the crown is is fiction, right? Or it's got gu- it's guised as fiction, but these stories well, that are in the press are guised as fact.
1: That's that's very true. Um, but I actually was surprised that he said he watched The Crown and, and that he didn't feel as strongly against The Crown as he did in, in media because we saw a lot of people responding to what they had watched in The Crown and, and spreading hate on social media toward members of the royal family earlier this year. And I think a lot of that is you have a younger generation who, um, they weren't born yet when Princess Diana was alive. Yep. And, um, you know, they may take what the crown says as very true. Um, so, you know, I don't know, I was, I was really actually surprised that he said um, he was more okay with the crown um, than, than the tabloids. I mean, how hard
0: would it be to watch, even if it is quote unquote fiction, it's fiction based in fact, your father, cheating on your mother and that woman that he cheated on your mother with is now your stepmother you know it's just it's just I mean yeah. beyond beyond so anyway March 7th 7 p.m central 8 p.m eastern you know where Jessica and I will be glued to the tv oh my gosh we'll just prepare yourselves for next week's episode to basically be all about if if it's as explosive as the trailer is making it out to be i bet we'll dedicate the whole episode to it
1: next week what do you say i've already thought that i mean it's it's 90 minutes to unpack so (laughs)
0: yeah and we try to keep this to like 45 ish 50 we we don't always do that but like no more than an hour so yeah anyway so speaking of harry and megan We also saw that they have updated Archwell's website detailing ways to celebrate International Women's Day, which is on March 8th. So the site says, quote, we know the world is asking more and more of women every day as wage earners, leaders, educators, carers, and more. In recognition of International Women's Day, let's unleash a groundswell of real acts of compassion for the women in your life and your community. So I think that's pretty cool. And we spoke about this earlier, but we're seeing the Queen at work despite Philip's hospitalization. We saw her speak on Zoom about her COVID vaccine. She said it didn't hurt at all. She looked beautiful. We saw her today unveiling that statue and just trying to, I'm sure, have some sense of normalcy in a really upheaval, a time of upheaval on multiple fronts with Philip with Harry and Meghan and just so much going on. So that is the Royal Rundown for today. Lots of things that I feel like are kind of up in the air. Philip's health, the Harry and Meghan Oprah interview. So much just kind of hanging there. And yeah. so um, my, my hope is that next week when we come on the pod, that Philip will be home and recovering and that the Harry and Meghan interview will I don't know what I hope from it I was gonna say not be as explosive as I think it's gonna be but they also have the right to tell their truth too so I don't know what I'm expecting um it will be interesting to say the least so I'm handing it over to you partner because (laughs) look after these past two weeks of royal rundowns I'm exhausted like I need this beach trip for my soul so I'm
1: so excited for you.
0: <laughs> I need to I need to not think about like Phillips health and all of this Sussex stuff for a minute. So
1: let's talk fashion for a minute go for it. Yeah, let's, let's dive into some spring fashion. So I thought we'd keep it light and fun on our lifestyle segment today. And um, I have put together 15 items for your spring 2021 wardrobe. Um, these are staples that you can add to your wardrobe based on what we've seen our royals sporting um, recently or, um, you know, throughout, throughout time, because most of these are pretty classic pieces. So I have not shared these with Rachel yet. I, gonna, I, I
0: just I, checked my
1: email for this, for your notes and, and they're not there. So I'm going in blind. Yeah, I will render these and I want to get your commentary on them. If you, if, if it sounds like something that you would be into, or if it's not really your thing. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about each one. Sounds But cool. um, okay, so jumping into this, you know, spring is, it's a transitional season so we've got a lot of weather going on in the spring and um so i, I hope these pieces will kind of cover all of the the options and be good um versatile pieces for for listeners okay so number one is the padded headband oh i have opinions <laughs> i have opinions so we've seen Kate wear these in the past, but most recently Princess Eugenie was seen wearing this beautiful um, gold tone velvet padded headband. I think she was wearing it in the photos that she shared of Baby Brooksbank um, when they announced his name, and um, I loved it. It was it was such a great. Um, a great little piece to add to an outfit and um, a lot of people are calling these the kind of the modern tiara Um, and they're so cute and I love how people just you know pop them on their head you don't even have to really like style your hair around it Um, and it just adds such a fun pop of color. Um, What do you think and Rachel are you into these?
0: I think they look so good on Kate and Eugenie, whenever I try to wear a headband, I look ridiculous. And maybe it's just because of the shape of my head, but it is not flattering on me. I have tried so hard to adopt this trend because Kate has been rocking a headband and looking great doing it for a while. I don't know what's wrong with my hair or my head shape, but it doesn't work for me. You would
1: look really cute in a headband. Well, I think it's like... (sighs) I think it depends how you wear it because I've tried them before and there's been times where I thought they looked okay and times where I wasn't so sure. I think you have to be mindful of where your part is falling and then how you situate it around your ears. I think that's like the big, the big piece there. But, um, I think the headband Princess Eugenie is wearing retails for like over $150. So that's a pretty pricey headband, that but I really expensive headband. Yeah. Well, um, I'm here to tell our listeners I have found them at Target and on Amazon um, for like under $10. So you can get a very easy look, a great dupe um, for way less. So look if it
0: looks good on you, go for it. I have nothing against a headband. I think it looks great on those women,
1: but it just doesn't work for me. Well, and, and part of fashion is knowing what you feel comfortable in. That's right. All right. So number two, we're, we're starting off with some accessories here. Uh, but number two is the way, uh, the Ray-Ban Wayfair to sunglasses. Love these. So Kate- a bit, yeah, she's a big fan of these classic shades. Um, she's worn them at Wimbledon before. Um, they come in black and tortoiseshell options and they're just kind of a classic style. Um, you can wear these for years to come. I actually got a pair of, I'm a big fan of the Aviators and I got a pair of Ray-Ban Aviators for my birthday several years ago and they hold up forever. So I know they're pricey, um, but if you wanna make the investment in some Ray-Bans, they will totally hold up and be worth the investment. Um, So I don't have any of the Wayfarer twos though. Do you, Rachel? I don't, no. I um, am notorious
0: for breaking my sunglasses in my purse. And actually, I don't even know if you're gonna mention this, but I just, so I know it just arrived today. I got the Everlane um, Day Market tote in um, the oh my gosh, why am I blinking on the shade? The shade that Megan wears. So remember the day, remember. remember her her cam- camel color Day Market tote that she uh, had when um, she was kind of debuted as the girlfriend at the Invictus Games back yeah. in September 2017. So I just bought myself that purse, and it just arrived today. So I don't know wh- why I just transitioned. Oh yeah, because I break sunglasses in my purse. So maybe well, I, I will get a good
1: sunglasses case and upgrade my sunglasses game. Awesome. Yeah, well, we'll we'll skip ahead a few because one of my other items was a classic tote. Did I jump the gun? <laughs> um, yeah, you totally did, but I'm glad you called it. So, um, you know, both the Duchess of Cambridge and the Duchess of Sussex carry tote bags. And I mean, I imagine when you become a mom, you have so many extra items. You need a tote. Um, but you know, these were really great tote bag will last you forever. Um, we, yes, we've seen Megan with the Everlane, uh, tote. I think she may have been seen wearing a Madewell one at some point. Mm-hmm. We've seen her with the Kuyana tote bag. I mean, Megan is really the queen of totes. And um, I need a tote. I can't have a
0: small purse. I just have too much stuff in there and I will say listeners if you're like oh let me go buy the Everlane day market tote they don't make it anymore it's out of stock but I got it on Poshmark and I got it on Poshmark so it retailed at Everlane for I think $185 but I got it on Poshmark for I think 80 or 85 or 90 dollars. So I ended up saving about a hundred dollars. So Good for I'm
1: you. proud of myself today. Yeah yeah listeners definitely check out Poshmark. Um, yeah and, and so Kate has also been seen wearing the long chomp totes those are super cute classic bags as well, um, so any any simple tote that you get whether it's. Um, a more expensive option or a more affordable option go with something simple and classic it'll last you for way more than one season. So next um, on this list, I recommend grabbing some SC nail Polish and ballet slippers Of course. We've talked about this on the pod before, and it is no secret that it's Her Majesty's favorite nail polish, as well as other members of the family. Um, They've been seen wearing this color as well. Um, The ballet slippers, like the name says, it's a very light, neutral, pink tone polish. It really goes with everything. It's so feminine. It's so perfect for spring. Um, Essie nail polish retails for around $9 a bottle, I think. So definitely pick up one of those. Classic shade. Yeah, I know you like that one. If it's good enough for the queen, it's good enough for me. (laughs) So the next item on the list is look for some delicate gold jewelry. Hmm. So... I have noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, Rachel, but recently we've seen Kate in some of her Zoom calls and engagements wearing really tiny, delicate hoop earrings. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if they go all the way around her ear or if it's just like a half hoop kind of covering the her earlobe a little bit, um, but they're very pretty and delicate. And then, of course, we've talked about this before, but she she likes to wear her initial necklace with the initials of George Charlotte and Louie um with with their initials on there so um you know grab something like that I, one thing I love about delicate gold jewelry like the little necklaces with the pendants or the gold coins they're really cute to wear on a regular day but they're also super cute to wear to the beach with a swimsuit or a cover-up if you want to just like add a little bit of something extra when you get onto the beach
0: you know what would happen to me though I would get a sunburn or a suntan with G, C, and L, like, (laughs) (laughs) burning my skin. (laughs) So if you're going to be that brave and wear jewelry out in the sun, props to you. Obviously, you don't have my skin, and just make sure you put that sunscreen on. Definitely. Otherwise, you're going to have a really awkward tan slash burn for a while. In the shape of your necklace. I mean, that's like devotion to your kids if you're going to like burn them onto your skin. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, her necklace, it is, um, I think the initials are pressed into like a little round coin. Um, But yeah, she would definitely. Then I'd have three circles. Three circles. (laughs) So next on the list is an umbrella and some rain boots. So, um, you know, we've all heard the term April showers, and there's definitely a good reason for that. Um, It rains all throughout the spring. I think whether you're in the UK or in the US, showers pop up randomly during April and May. And um, I think it's always great to have a pair of rain boots and a good umbrella. So... Fulton Umbrellas um, is a brand that is actually endorsed by the queen herself. Um, If you think of times where you've seen Queen Elizabeth in the rain, she normally has these clear dome-shaped umbrellas that she carries. Mm. Those are Fulton Umbrellas. um, And I think the style that she has is called the birdcage. And you can get them on their website. They retail for only like somewhere between 30 and $50, I think, which, I mean, it's more than a $10 umbrella from Target, but if you're going to wear it for a long time and if Queen Elizabeth has one just like it and you want her umbrella, you can pick it up for under $50. So
0: though. many of these pieces you're mentioning are investment pieces. These are good pieces that you can
1: use for years and years. So think of it that way. Definitely, yes. Um, and on the rain boot piece, um, I was, so I was looking at, at Kate's boots. Hers are, and I probably am not saying this right, but it's the Le Chameau, I guess is the brand. Um, they retail for about $230. Um, they're sort of like an army green color, just a basic standard high rain boot, um, I know a lot of people are fans of the Hunter rain boot. Those, I think you can grab for somewhere between 100 and 150, or you can, I'm sure, find a really great option, um, you know, at a lower price online or at some stores, um, you know, like Target or whatever. But um, I will say, oddly enough, I did not own rain boots until probably four years ago. Mm. And I got a pair for the first time in my life, and they were seriously a game changer. I wear them all the time, probably more than any other shoe in my closet. I wear my rain boots. They can get muddy. They can get dirty. They clean up. I have just simple black hunter rain boots. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love them. Um, I will say I think they run a little bit big. I think I size down Um, but they are definitely an investment piece. And if you don't have rain boots, go out and buy some.
0: Well, if you live in the UK, as Kate does, you have to have them. It rains so much that
1: I don't know how you could not. For sure. Yeah. Our UK listeners have to have them. Yes. But I know the US, there are some areas that they don't get as much rain. And I've actually seen this year, I've seen a lot of like ankle boot rain boots. And um, those are really cute too, but probably not as practical.
0: Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna go for it, go for it. Get the full the
1: full boot is what I yeah. said. So next on our list is a tailored blazer. Yeah. Blazers have really, really become a staple in Kate Middleton's closet lately. I mean, we saw her um, last fall in that white Zara blazer. And she, I think, wore that when she was talking about her five big questions survey. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, such a good piece. And then we also saw her in that polished black blazer that kind of gave off that tuxedo vibe Mm -hmm. um, when she unveiled the Wildlife Photographer of the Year Award at the National History Museum. That was was Sarah Burton for Alexander McQueen. Love that too. So um, yeah, so definitely grab a blazer. They're perfect for spring because you can dress them up or down. You can throw them over a sleeveless dress. You can put one over a t-shirt. Um, you know, if it gets cold and you you want to wear your blazer, you'll have it. If it gets hot and you need to take it off, you can do that. So I highly recommend a blazer for spring. Next on the list is <laughs> this one. OK, it's probably been on lists for years now. Um, it's definitely not a new trendy item. Um, and I'm sure everyone has seen a royal in one of these at some point, but it's the pussy bow blouse. Rachel, are you familiar with these?
0: Yes, and I loved Kate when she wore the pussy bow blouse. What was that? Okay, was that Dior? I can't remember.
1: No, it was Gucci. It was Gucci. Yeah, I think it was Gucci, the purple one.
0: Yeah, it was Gucci, so beautiful.
1: Yeah. Um, So she's worn these on several occasions. I mean, we've seen Queen Elizabeth wear them in the past. Um, They're commonly spotted on Royals, and I just don't think they're ever going to go out of style. So if our listeners don't know what we're talking about, the pussy bow blouse is it's got a neck sash that can be tied in a knot or in a loose bow, kind of around like the chest neck area. Um, And actually, I have a few and I love them. Um, I think they look awesome, like untied with dark, skinny jeans for like a casual, sexy look. Um, Or you can tie it in a loose bow and wear it tucked in with a pencil skirt if you want to dress it up and go more professional. Um, Just another really great, versatile piece that I personally love. I do have one with sleeves, um, but I really like the sleeveless style, too, because you can wear that with a blazer. Love it. Did Kay wear her pussy bow blouse backwards? So yeah, she did and I remember thinking like, "Oh my gosh, she made a fashion mistake, but I think she may have done it intentionally." I don't think
0: Kate, the, there's no way Kate would have gotten out the door from her stylist right. to her team if that was a mistake. I it had to be on purpose. There's the no first,
1: Yeah. There's so I mean, the first attacking. time I- the first time I saw it in pictures, I definitely was like, oh my gosh, like how like because so you could tell because the buttons on the sleeves around the wrists. And normally those buttons go on the outside of the wrist, but they're on the inside. Right. Um, so it just seemed like, you know, like a really bad mistake. Like she got dressed in a hurry and forgot. But I'm pretty sure that was intentional and it was some sort of statement she was trying to make.
0: Yeah. There's there's no way that her team would have let her. Would have let her go out the door unless, it, and she looked great. So,
1: yeah, work it, girl. So, the next on the list is a classic horizontal striped top. Um, this is another one that's not going to go out of style. Kate generally opts for these when she's going, you know, for like a more casual look. A lot of times we see her in the blue and white striped boat neck top, maybe three quarter length sleeves um, with with jeans or, or athletic pants or something. Uh, but you might remember last April, she was on a Zoom call with the BBC and they were talking about lockdowns in the NHS. And she had on this really pretty navy and cream horizontal striped fitted sweater. Um, and it was so beautiful. You can go look back in the Instagram of Kensington Royal and see it. Uh, but just another... Classic piece, you could go the casual, you know, loose fitting shirt route or the more um, fitted sweater route. Um, And either way, it's going to be a piece that will match pretty much anything in your closet. Okay, so the next one is a tiny floral print dress. Um, Kate loves a good lightweight dress we see her in the spring and summer always rocking these awesome summer dresses um, and she's really been wearing a lot of this tiny floral print lately um you know definitely in in her sundresses but also even the amaya kids face masks that we saw her wear last year had that tiny floral print on it Um, And I I think Kate is really leading the trend in this uh, floral print. And I do think it's here to stay at least throughout 2021. Um, Last year, just for reference, um, she wore this sort of pink and purpley blue floral dress uh, during children's hospice week for a gardening event. Um, And then she also had in 2019, this really beautiful blue floral print dress when she toured the queen and her back to nature garden. And I'm just loving this. And I'm telling our listeners, ditch the yoga pants this spring, get a loose fitting, lightweight floral print dress and um, do something different. Kate and Amelia
0: Wickstead just makes me so happy. Those
1: Amelia Wickstead florals, just so springy and just beautiful. Absolutely. So number 11 um, on this list is a little bit different. We know Kate and Megan both love a skinny jean, uh, but if you're wanting to branch out and try something new, consider a wide leg trouser. Um, I know I have seen Kate probably more so than Megan recently in, um, this wide leg trouser trend, but it looks absolutely great on Kate. I mean, she's dressing them up with heels and a fitted top and, um, it's so sleek. It's very professional. Um, I actually don't have any wide leg trousers right now. Um, I think my, my current lifestyle right now of working at home, I have not been buying dressy pants as much. Um, I can definitely get behind the sundress because I'll wear that on the weekend. Uh, but the wide leg trousers, I have not purchased any,
0: <laughs> you know, that I wore slacks or trousers, whatever you want to call them for the first time last week since March 13th. And I did so <laughs> I did so because, uh, so we have at my full-time job, we have a new CEO and I met him for breakfast last Thursday. And that is the first time that I've put on trousers since, seriously, since March 13th. And it was very <laughs> strange.
1: That is so funny. Yeah. I mean, I've, I wear jeans quite a lot, but um, dress pants, I mean, pr- probably not since, may- maybe since last summer. And
0: but- I wear trousers, what, three- at least days a week and I truly have not I had to go looking for them (laughs) like I I couldn't I couldn't find them so yeah that was it was weird
1: so yeah if our listeners want to give that a try um that might be a fun a fun one to add all right so we're almost done here next on the list is a classic white sneaker um, you know, again, with the lifestyle thing, everyone's going a little bit more casual lately. The royals are no different. Um, Kate is a big fan of a good white sneaker. She likes the brand uh Superga, I think it's how you say that. Um, those retail for somewhere around 50 to 70 dollars a pair, and they honestly just look like your basic, simple, almost like a kid's white tennis shoe. Um, Megan, we've also seen with the white Veja sneakers. Um, Veja, I couldn't think of the name. Yeah, those have taken off. I mean, they've been super popular since she was first spotted wearing those and they retail for a little bit more. They're like 120, 150 range. Um, but you can find a white sneaker just about anywhere. I have a pair. I love wearing them on the weekend. They're just so classic and cute. They are, yeah. I mean, sometimes like, you you know, you don't want to wear an uncomfortable shoe. And I love that these um, sneakers are in style right now because they're so cute with jeans and they're super comfortable. So, so cute with jeans. Oh my goodness. So another shoe everyone should add to their closet is an espadrille. Wow. Um, so written all over that. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I can't even begin to recall... number of times i have seen kate in espadrilles i mean this is like her staple piece it's like the summer uniform for a duchess Mm -hmm. um she is in them she pairs them with her dresses and they look so cute she's worn them with pants um but we've also seen we've seen megan in espadrilles and we've even seen princess victoria of sweden in espadrilles as well so um just a good a good shoe to have you again, you can dress them up, dress them down and they're super classic and feminine. Are they comfortable though? I have had a few in the past and they are. So I've had the ones that tire on your ankle. Um, those may not be quite as comfortable but they do have some wedge options that you just slip your foot into kind of like a flat but it's a wedge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love those, they're, they're great. Okay, so about to wrap it up here one other item everyone needs is something sustainable so this is really the direction fashion is headed i think Um, megan is very well known for wearing sustainable brands um, and it's a really good way to support fashion made ethically and fashion that's made um, being conscious of the environmental impacts so a few brands Megan likes is Rothy's, Veja, like we just mentioned, Outland Denim and Reformation. Um, and then we've also seen Kate wearing some sustainable outfits as well. Um, and a few of those brands have been Beulah London, Faithful and Gabriella Hearst. Um, so definitely get out there and, and look for some brands. You can do a Google search. Um, a few more affordable options might be Packed, Everlane, Booty, which is spelled B-O-O-D-Y, um, and able. Uh, and then also we've mentioned this before. Um, rent the runway is a great way to be a little bit more sustainable and mindful because you're just renting clothes um and, and they're being reworn several times. So everybody needs to grab, you know, some organic cotton or, or something um something eco-friendly. And and Rachel, you've already started, you just got your Everlane bag from Poshmark. I'm gonna be
0: honest with you, I didn't even know that everlane was a sustainable brand i'm so happy to
1: hear that because i'm all about it but oh my gosh yes you should go check out their website so one thing i love about everlane um you can actually go and if you pick out a piece of clothing that you like they will tell you the factory where it's made and i've actually clicked on it and gone and seen videos of them making the clothes in the factory oh that's cool it's yeah it's very transparent um and it's an awesome brand
0: Well, I'm glad to support, even if I had to do it via Poshmark, (laughs)
1: because they were sold out of what I wanted. Um, Okay, so the last item on our list is, everyone should be able to do this, everyone can afford this. This is go in your closet, shop your closet, and pick out something from last year. Mm. Sort of along the lines of being sustainable. Another trend we are seeing royals do is rewear classic pieces from their wardrobe. So you might remember last year, Prince Charles talking about his suit and his shoes that he's had for decades. Um, and Kate's been big on this too, especially in a time when so many people are facing financial hardships. I feel like she's been really considerate there not to flaunt unnecessary spending, Um, you know, and it's really a great way for her to continue to influence and inspire fashion by normalizing wearing an outfit more than once or for more than one season. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Kate will actually have her clothes altered a little bit. So she may have a hem taken out of a skirt or something added to an outfit to change the look. And I think that totally makes sense for her. If you think about when she goes to an event, how many photos come from that one event, um, you know, given her role and, and how often she's seen, I think it is totally, um, totally makes sense that she would have her outfits altered um, just a little bit to add something new and fresh when she rewears them for another event. But the average person, that's probably not realistic to do. Um, so the but going in your closet- Also not being photographed by every
0: media outlet. Well, so- <laughs> that's True.
1: Yeah. So I just want to challenge our listeners closing this out. Um, Go shop your closet, pick out a few pieces that are classic staples that you really love from last year and get creative and come up with new ways to style your old clothes. Love that. So yeah, that is, that's our 2021 uh, wardrobe guide. I hope that was fun. I hope we shared some good information Um, and that's all I've got for today. Well, my personal goal for myself for spring 2021 is to, to
0: wear something other than my new uniform of black yoga pants and an old sorority t-shirt. Like we can do better than this. Like <laughs> it doesn't have to be this way. Like literally like even just like pulling out a dress, like that, that's, that would be an upgrade for me at this point. I mean, my Look, a lot of things happened in 2020. Um, my fashion was non-existent. And so I'm going to challenge myself to incorporate at least, I won't, I probably won't incorporate the hood band, but everything else I'm going to try to incorporate.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's kind of been what I've been doing lately. When I work from home, I do go a little more casual, but my goal is when I leave the house to try to put on something new and different from my closet that isn't getting worn.
0: Love it. Well, listeners, that's episode 14 for you in the books. My gosh, we've got a huge episode coming up next week. Episode 15 will be jam packed with Harry, Meghan, and Oprah content. Please do not forget to follow us on Instagram at Podcast Royal. Shoot us an email if you so desire at Hello Podcast Royal at gmail.com. And I am begging you. For all of my birthdays and future Christmases and all other holidays, subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on Apple and Spotify or wherever you listen to us banter and laugh and have a good time every week. We appreciate you and we will be in your earbuds next week. Bye. Bye.